I'm pulling my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for the drive to work. Okay, so I just got back from Magic 30 in Las Vegas. So I thought I'd talk all about it on my podcast today. Um, I had a great time, but I, 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 we'll, we'll get into, into the details. Okay, so the story begins actually back during the summer, early summer, I think. Um, Whitney, Whitney Williams comes to me, who is um, one of the people that does our organized play. And Whitney said, um, we are doing this event in Las Vegas to celebrate Magic's 30th anniversary, or early celebrate. Um, we want to announce it to the public. But we'd like you to be there, and we'd like to know whether you can come, because we'd like to announce that you're going to be there. Uh, so they asked. I said I would love to come. Uh, and so when we announced the event, they announced that I would be there. Um, and anyway, I was looking forward to this. Uh, so one of the things they asked me, the, basically what they said is, we want you to do some panels. So um, they set me up for three panels, which I will talk about, or three panels slash talks. Um, so I will get to all those. Uh, also, uh, they uh, knew that I would do some autograph signing. Um, and then the, a few other odds and ends they asked for me to do. So um, I knew I was going to be busy. In fact, I, I got a schedule ahead of time. They, they made a schedule for me. Uh, and it was a full schedule. I did a lot of stuff. So I'm going to let's get into talking about what actually happened at Magic 30. Okay, first I'm going to explain the venue. So we were in Las Vegas. Um, we were at uh, a convention center. I guess not the convention center, but um, the World Market, I think it was called. Um, anyway, it was. there's a bunch of different convention centers in Las Vegas because they like having conventions in Las Vegas. It's a popular place to have conventions. Um, so the most of uh, Magic 30 was on one main floor. Uh, so when you walked in, right when you walked in, were a lot of different vendors selling assorted magic things lots of some of it were cards some of it were paraphernalia there were t-shirts there was jewelry there was binders there was you name it any magic related thing or thing that people might want to wear with magic stuff on it was all there um also there was an official like wizards or magic 30 itself had a booth that sold stuff that we sold you know special shirts and things oh one of the really cool things uh, real quickly is I arrived on Thursday to, to uh, see everything. I had a little tour on Thursday before it opened on Friday. And when I'm walking by, uh, they have all the shirts for display on our, our um, merchandise area. And I see an Infinity shirt. I was very excited. Let me explain. So Unglued came out. We did the pre-release at um, Gen Con. We made a shirt specifically for that event. And I have that shirt. Um, other than that shirt, we've never made a shirt for any unset. Unglued had only that one shirt, and that was for the pre-release. Unstable, well, uh, Unhinged never had a shirt. Unstable never had a shirt. Even Unsanctioned, which I didn't expect to have a shirt, never had a shirt. So the fact that there was an action, in fact, not one, but two. There was one shirt that said Infinity on the front, and the back had um, Myra's, uh, you know, uh, the the Myra the Magnificence Intergalactic Astrostorm Fun poster. The thing that's on um, the, the, uh, what's uh, the, the the show in the galaxy, the greatest show in the galaxy um that poster was on the back of the shirt and then there was a different shirt that on the front had space Polarin. so i got both the shirts i was very excited to have actual unstuff anyway there were many things there were jackets and there were all sorts of cool stuff that you could get um okay so uh in the center was all the retail to the left was a stage 
Uh, that is where all the magic, uh, the stuff I was doing was showing up, the, the panels and talks and stuff like that. It was a big stage. Um, I will get into all the things that went on on the stage when we get through the days. Um, and then to the right was the stage for the World Championship. And so the one corner was all decked out. It looked really pretty. Had a lot of cool art and stuff. Anyway, that was for the World Stage. The World Championship was happening at that event. And then finally, in the back, the, the whole back of the place, stretching like... The, the, if you walked in, it was like a giant rectangle. And you're walking... The rectangle's kind of sitting on its side. Um, the whole back, which is like half the triangle, or a good chunk of the triangle, um, was for organized play. Uh, and uh, there wasn't enough space. There was a lot, a lot of space and still not enough space. Um, it was divided into five stages. The white, blue, black, red, and green stage with big banners and stuff. Um, anyway, I will get into... Organi- I, I played a bunch this weekend, or I, I was participating in play. I, didn't, I actually only played in one event. But um, anyway, uh, so that is the hall. There also was... There was a nearby building called B Building. And on the 16th floor... We also had got that. So that was used during the day for casual play. It's where the signings were, right? I did the signings. Um, and at night, there was a party Friday and Saturday night, which I will get to. Um, anyway, uh, that is what the, the venue was. Um, okay, so let's get into the actual uh, the dates. So Friday, uh, the, I think the um, Magic 30 opened up at 1 on Friday. So it opened up a little later on Friday than it did on Saturday and Sunday. So it opened, I think it was 1 to 7 for, the hall was open till 7 every night. Um, the organized play on Friday and Saturday was open till midnight. Um, so essentially what happened on Friday was it opened till 1 to 7 and then midnight if you're playing events. Uh, on Saturday it opened, I think, at 10 a.m. and it was open till 7 and then 12 o'clock midnight for events. And then Sunday, it was opened at 10 and it closed at 7 for everything because we had a we had to get out before before midnight. Um, I mean, we, the uh, us, the people in the venue had to clear it out before then. Okay, so the very first event, interestingly enough, was before the hall opened. So um, we sold, one of the things we sold was a virtual pass where you could attend and you could see all the things virtually, um, including all the panels and things we were doing. But anyway... Uh, to, to give the virtual people something that the people at the event did not have, uh, there were two, two virtual Q&As. Uh, one I did and one Richard did. So the one I did was the very first thing that opened the show, basically, for the virtual crowd. So it was uh, 11.30 on Friday. So I showed up and people asked all sorts of questions. And for an hour, I answered questions. Um, it was a lot of fun. I, I like doing Q&As. Q&As are always exciting to do. And um, Chris Peeler who's one of our people who does um, online stuff, uh, online manager. He asked the questions, and anyway, we had a lot of fun. And it was definitely, uh, like I said, I like doing Q&As, and it was a fun Q&A. Okay, next. After that, the hall opened. Um, oh, the one thing I didn't explain, by the way, is there was a few other areas I didn't explain. Um, right next to the stage was what we call the green room, which you had to have a special green band to get into. Mostly as a place for the staff to go uh, if we wanted to get you know, away from things. Um, there was food and stuff there. Uh, there was also a staff room elsewhere, but uh, that was more out of the way. So you could, I mean, there was a staff room you could throw your stuff in if you wanted to, but it was, it was not the place most people were, um, I guess some people were working there, but if you wanted to relax. Also, the green room is where we prepped to go on stage. Um, as we'll talk, I'll talk about, I'll talk about that in a second. Um, 
Also, there was a quiet room and there was a VIP room, which I will get to in a second as well. Um, anyway, okay, so on Friday, so one of the things that I did every day is I uh, had two allocated what I call schmoozing times. Uh, so what that meant was it was just time allocated for me to walk around and talk to people. Uh, one, so each day there were two schmoozing times. One was the floor schmoozing times, where I would go down the floor and find people and take pictures and sign things and talk to people. Uh, and then there was uh, Black Lotus Room schmoozing, which was the, the VIP room. So uh, I, spent, I spent some time on the floor. I spent some time in the VIP room. Um, the, so for those who are unfamiliar, real quickly, um, the way the badges worked was you could get their different levels. I think there was... Remember correctly, there was a Black Lotus level, there was a Mox Pearl level, there was a Mox Sapphire level, there was a Mox Emerald level, there was a Mox Ruby level. Mox Jet might have been the virtual online. I didn't see Mox Jet, but my guess is Mox Jet might have been the virtual. Um, but anyway, there were different passes you could get that gave you access to different things. Um, but anyway, um, so I had a chance to really get the hall and, and see a lot of players. Oh, on, in the hall, I didn't explain this. There were five layers, and what the layers were was, um, for each color, we had picked a planeswalker, and then we decorated what their layer would look like. So white was Elspeth, and it was on New Capenna. Blue was Teferi, and it was on Dominaria. Black was um, Liliana, and it was on Strixhaven. It was our office. Um at Strixhaven. Uh, red was uh, Chandra, and it was on Kaladesh. And green was Garrick, and it was on Zendikar. So they were all fully immersive things. You could take pictures there. Uh, in each of them, there were tables to play, so you could do free play there. Um, and you could, you could schmooze with the appropriate Planeswalker. And we had cosplayers playing each of the Planeswalkers, so you could take pictures with them. So you could take pictures at the location. You could take pictures with the cosplayer. You could do both. Um, I actually posted... If you follow me on social media, I actually posted pictures of me in the venues. You want to see the venues. Um, there also was a, I don't know if life-size is the right word, but a decently large um, weather light uh, in the middle of the hall that you could pose with. Uh, so it was, it was cool. Um, and like, there was a thing you could stand on and grab the ropes and you could pose in front of the weather light. So I thought that was neat. Um, anyway, so mostly my Friday, like I said, from... Like one to six, uh, part, uh, I spent probably more of it schmoozing, walking the hall and schmoozing, uh, and then I spent a little bit in the Black Lotus room, uh, talking to all the all the Black Lotus folks. Um, but anyway, then at six o'clock on Friday, so uh, there were, I mentioned there were two different groups: uh, the Mox Pearl group and the Black Lotus group. Both had a uh, event hosted by me, an Infinity event. So one of them started at six, and one started at seven. Um, and so I was bouncing back and forth between the two of them. So they were drafting Infinity, near and dear to my heart. Um, and we had, a lot, we had a great time. It was a, a real fun event. I, I, uh, I, mostly what I did is during the draft, I would go around and give people advice on what to draft. Um, a lot of them had never drafted before. So I was sort of looking at their hand and go, ooh, I think you, you want this card. Or these are the strong things in your, that you have. And I would go this color. that got, so I was aiding people in the drafting. Um, oh, and the way we drafted was you drafted the whole table drafted. Not, it wasn't an eight-person draft. It was uh, a giant, you know, 
100-person draft. So uh, that was fun. Uh, and much fun was had with all the Infinity shenanigans. Oh, so the thing I did for the event was I made an achievement card. On the card were 15 achievements. If you made, if you did any of the 15 achievements, you would win a signed promo card, a promo card signed by me. Um, and then if you were the first person to do the achievement, you won a second promo card signed by me. So the main promo card was a water gun balloon game, the, the promo card from Infinity. And the second one, uh, it varied, but it, it was another promo card I got that I signed for you. Um, anyway, all 15 achievements were done in all three. Uh, there was a second one, or third one the next day. I'll get to it in a sec. Um, so anyway, all the achievements were done. Much fun was had. Um, a lot of great stories. And like I said, I also... Uh, one of the things that I try to do this weekend, by the way, is if you came up to me and said, would you sign my card, my binder, my playmat? Uh, I, I signed a shoe. I signed a shirt. Anyway, I, was, I would sign anything people asked. Uh, and uh, anyone asked to take a picture, I took a picture with them. So I signed my name many times. I took many pictures. Um, I've been at magic events before. So, like, I, I'm not unfamiliar with having a lot of players you know, eager to uh, interact with you. But this was another level. I've not... I signed my name and took my picture more times in, in, in the window that I was there than I've ever had before, percentage-wise. Um, it was exciting. There was, people were just very happy to be there and very excited. So, uh, anyway, I, I interacted with lots of fans. And the other thing that happened, by the way, that was really touching was... So many of the fans, when I was signing their thing or I was taking a picture or just you know, answering questions or whatever, really stopped to tell me how much magic meant to them. Um, and I, I'm not talking about a couple people or tens of people, hundreds of people. Um, and, and it varied what they said, but it boils down to, I've been playing magic for this amount of time. Um, here's how it really impacted me in a really personal way. I just want to thank you for making the game and... You know, it really has, has really been a very positive thing for me. And I got that speech again and again and again and again. And it was really, I mean, the one thing that's interesting is, is because I'm online and I deal with people, now that there's not positivity online, there is. Um, but there's a decent amount of negativity. And um, I just deal with a lot of negativity every day. And so it was nice to have unadulterated, pure positivity for, for three days. That was really nice. Uh, and it's nice also... I think in the anonymity of the internet, people sort of get really into the one to complain about random this or that. But meeting someone face-to-face when like, hey, they have one chance to say something to you, and the one thing they really want to say is how much magic has meant to them and how impactful it's been. Um, anyway, that was really nice. So uh, that filled, filled my gas tank, if you will. Okay, so that was Friday. So Saturday, um, let's see, the first thing I did on Saturday was I went and uh, went to the Black Lotus room, the, 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 the VIP room. I spent some time in there. Um, then I saw the tail end. So there were a bunch of... Oh, I didn't mention this on Friday. On Friday on the main stage, there was a five-hour Game Nights live uh, show where there was a whole bunch of magic being played, a lot of Commander games being played. Uh, they were showing off a lot of uh, cards from the Brothers War. Um, one of the themes of the weekend was... That this was the, I mean, we had reserved the vast, vast majority of the preview cards for this weekend. So most of the Brothers War preview cards were from this weekend. And we were showing stuff off continually through all the things we were doing. Um, 
Uh, anyway, the, fr- the Friday show uh, was the one time that I think there were no seats available. It was very popular. Um, you could hear them screaming. Uh, Josh and Jimmy and all their guests got really into it and really played with the crowd. And um, I was told by everybody who I talked to that it was a really, really fun show and they had a great time. Uh, and um, so anyway, there definitely, it definitely was um, probably the, the largest event that we did there as far as just number of people and amount of time and stuff. So on Saturday and Sunday, we planned a whole bunch of panels slash talks. Um, for example, the, the one I saw the tail end of, I didn't see all of it, was Aaron Forsyth and uh, various R&D members, uh, Ken Troop, Melissa DeTora, uh, Billy Jensen, Mark Hagen. Anyway, they talked about the future of magic. Uh, more so as a brand, I guess, than just a game. They, they hit a button out of the game a little bit. Um, but just talking about all the opportunities and things we're doing and talk about universes beyond and organized play and just a lot of different things that are up and coming. Um, there also was an interview with Richard Garfield. Richard was not at the event, but he, he beamed in with video and there was an interview with him. He also, like I said, did a Q&A, virtual Q&A at some other point. Um, anyway, that I, I, once again, I saw part of that, um, Richard said some very nice things about me that I was very, uh, I was very honored to hear. Um, also, there was... Um, what else was on Saturday? During the weekend, there was a Brothers War panel where they talked about the making of the Brothers War. There was a Phyrexian panel where talked about making Phyrexia. There was a Commander panel talking about the making of Commander. Um, I'm missing a few. But anyway, there, there were two things that I did. Uh, so on Saturday was the Unfinity panel. So we had talked about wanting to do something fun for the Infinity panel. Um, and somehow, uh, whenever I mention dressing up in a chicken suit, that seems to win the day. So, uh, so what happened was, so the people live at the event were Annie Sardellis and Arnie Zorilnik. Chris Mooney was supposed to be there, but they got sick. So they said they weren't able to be there. And Dawn Murin had pre-taped her stuff. So she wasn't live at the event, but we were able to roll her video. So, I mean, she was able to talk about uh, Dawn's the art director. Annie did the card concepting. Ari was in charge of the name of flavor text. Obviously, I was in charge of design. Uh, so when we came out, they came out first, and then I came out dressed as a chicken in a very cute chicken outfit. Um, it's funny. My, I previously dressed as a chicken. I talked about that in my talk. Uh, and then when I last time I wore a chicken outfit, it was very dusty, and I got sick from it. Uh, this time, it was not dusty. It was very nice. It was very cute. Uh, and anyway, I came out in a chicken outfit. Uh, for most of the thing, though, I took my head off, so the chicken head was sitting in front of me. Anyway, um... So what we did for the Infinity panel was we picked four cards. Um, so bar entry, concession stand, uh, cool fluffy Loxodon, one of the sticker sheets, and Nocturnal of Myra's Marvels. And for each of the four cards, what we did is we talked through the whole life of the card. So I would talk about how it got designed. And then Dawn talked about how it got illustrated. And Annie talked about the concepting of the card. And Ari talked about how it got named and how it got flavor text. Um, and on some of them, Annie had concept art and Ari had here are names and flavor text we didn't use but we considered. Um, so we really went through each of the four cards in detail and talked about, part of it was talking about the origin of how attractions came to be and how stickers came to be and uh, you know, just talked through all those four cards. And then each one of us had picked an individual card to talk about. Um, Chris had picked Goblin's uh, um, Goblin uh, Christopher Verbalist, uh, so I ended up talking about that. Um, 
uh, uh, Dawn talked about um, Space Balloon and the, and the lands, the Fallout lands. Annie talked about um, Animate Object. Ari talked about Done for the Day. And I talked about um, Greatest Show in the Multiverse. Um, so the, if, if we have time today, uh, I'll see if I, if I get through all the things. If we have time today, I'll, t- I'll tell the story of the greatest um, story of the multiverse. If not, uh, oh, by the way, all the stuff we did, including uh, the panel, my talk, all of that got recorded and it's going to be put up on YouTube. I don't know whether it'll be up by the time this gets posted. Um, sometime in November it's going up. I don't know the exact date. So, so if you were not there, even if you're not there virtually, you will have a chance to see it just a, a little bit delayed. Um, so you'll have a chance to see our the, 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 all the, the panels and talks we've talked about. You'll have a chance to see them. There are a lot of fun stuff, so I definitely recommend watching them. Anyway, um, then after that, uh, I sh- did some hall schmoozing, walked around, you know, met a lot of people. Then there, I had an autograph session up in floor 16, so people could come and get stuff signed uh, and take pictures and stuff. Uh, and then uh, Saturday night, I had another Infinity event. So this one was open to the public. The, uh, the previous two were for the people who had Pearl Pass and people who had a Black Lotus Pass. But Saturday, anybody could have signed up, and there was like 480 slots. Um, so it was the biggest Infinity event I believe ever done. Um, and that one I got to play in. So the previous night, there were two events I was bouncing back and forth. But the last event, I, I thought it'd be fun to play in it. So I actually got a chance to play a couple people. Um, uh, so I, I went two and one, by the way. I drafted a red-white uh, clown robot deck. Uh, I won my first two matches, but in my third match, I went up against somebody who had a really good sticker deck. Uh, and had I top-decked, I needed to top-deck an art appreciation. I think I could have won if I top-decked that, but I did not win. Uh, and my opponent, I think, killed me by animating object a box of candy, which he attacked me with. So uh, it, was a, it was a fun loss. Uh, anyway, uh, again, I had a lot of fun schmoozing and talking with people, and I took lots of pictures and signed lots of cards, and I signed infinite autograph books. That, that was the, uh, the card of the weekend to get me to sign. Now, autograph book is a card in Infinity uh, um, where you sign it, and then depending on how many signatures that you have on it is how many cards you can draw off it. Um, designed by Chris Mooney, by the way, prior to Infinity existing, uh, Chris had made it, so the story is we were, we were talking about, um, we made a list of all the things we wanted to have, top-down things, and because of the amusement park, I said, oh, we shouldn't have an autograph book, and Chris was like, got it already, I already made it, and so he, he uh, they showed it to us, and uh, we, we made it, it was very cool. Okay, so that was Saturday, so now we get to Sunday, um, so Sunday, um, Opened up at 10. I'm trying to what I did on Sunday. I think on Sunday my first thing was my talk. So um, I did a whole separate podcast about my talk. Uh, the premise of the talk was I wanted to... They came to me and said, do whatever you want. I said, is there anything you're interested in me doing? And they're like, well, if it could tie into the 30th anniversary, that'd be nice. So I ended up doing a talk that was 30 years and 30 pictures, basically, where I picked 30 pictures from over the years. Not... It was not one per year necessarily, um, but it did span a wide sp- a, a, bu- a bunch of time. The earliest picture was 1994. The latest picture was 2022. Um, and it, I was in all the photos, and it allowed me to tell a story. So I would show the photo, and I'd tell the story of the photo, because I was there for all of them. 
Um, and anyway, uh, the total talk had like a thousand pictures in it, some of which were from uh, the archives of Wizards, some of which were my little personal collection of pictures. Um, there are a lot of photos in there that I don't think anyone's ever seen. Um, some of which from, you know, some of which were back from back in the day. Um, for example, like, uh, I, one of the pictures was me and my chicken outfit from the Unglued, uh, the original Unglued event. Um, but I went and found other pictures from the event. So I had, um, all the public's ever seen, I think it's like one blurry picture of me from the event. I found the original picture, so I, I got a not blurry version of it. Uh, and then I, I think I, there's like six different pictures of me in the chicken outfit. So I, not, not all of them are looking great, but I, I posted them all. Um, including, by the way, I had a special chicken hat when I wasn't wearing the chicken head. So you can see my chicken hat in one of them. Um, so anyway, I did the talk. Uh, I, I went well. The only th- behind the scenes, the only thing about the talk was I had practiced the talk and it had gone like um, uh, 50, anywhere from 54 to 56 minutes when I was practicing. Uh, so I thought that was enough time for like the audience interacting. It was not. So I was on like story picture like 26 or something when they're like, you have four minutes to go. So I don't know if it was recognized or not. I, I sped through the last like four stories, went much faster than I'd practiced. Um, I had a lot of slides. So it wasn't, it wasn't, I mean, it was slow enough that I could show all the slides off, but it was definitely um, faster than I had planned. And there were a few things I had planned to say. Um, for example, one of the later stories was me showing, um, it was me talking about me going on lots of other, like all the, the content creators outside of Wizards. And I was making a nod to them and I, I had a whole bunch of them in a picture and I was going to reference them. Uh, like I was going to reference the professor, for example, which I didn't, so I felt bad uh, because I was rushing. I did. It was the one spot I was going to reference the professor who I really wanted to reference. And I, I upset that in speeding through, I wasn't able to do that. So, sorry, professor. I meant to, I meant to reference you. Uh, you. You were in a picture, but... Um, anyway, uh, the talk I thought went really well. Um, oh, I didn't mention, sorry, I skipped through by... So Friday and Saturday, by the way, there was a party on the 16th floor hosted by Olivia... Um, oh, sorry. Well, uh, what's uh, uh, Olivia? The the gunner name. Um, the uh, the um, it was the 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 wedding couple of Crimson Vow. Um, I'm blinking on her name, but uh, basically we was uh, we had um, anyway we we had people dressed up as them. I'm sorry, I'm blinking on names right now. Um, Anyway, uh, so there was a big party. I missed both parties. I was invited to both parties, but um, both my um, Unfinity events ran to midnight each night, uh, and so I was not able to go to the party. So uh, I heard they were a lot of fun. I heard there was dancing and cool things, um, but I was not able to go to the parties. Um, um, sorry, whenever I blink on names, I feel bad. Anyway, sorry. So um, back to the to Sunday. So I did my talk. Uh, I then did schmoozing. I, sh- I did the floor. I went to the Black Lotus the VIP room. I did more schmoozing. Took a lot of pictures. Talked to a lot of people. Um, yeah, one of the things. So on Sunday, uh, this was a funny event. So Yanni Skolnick was the lead set designer for Brothers War. So he had been on the panel for the Brothers War, uh, but because of other things I was doing, I only got to see a tiny portion of it. So I saw Yanni on the floor. And so I said to him, hey, how'd it go? And so he and I were trying to talk about how it went. 
but we got interrupted basically about every 20 seconds with someone, you know, wanting a picture or wanting an autograph. And I, I always do that. So I kept stopping and give autographs and pictures. And at some point, after like 15 minutes of us trying to talk, where we just, it like, like I said, it was almost a, a, a comedy, a, like a comedy sketch. Yanni said, I'll talk to you back in the office. Um, but that was very funny. Anyway, um, that, we wrapped up at seven. I actually had uh, dinner with some friends. Um, it was an exhausting event. Uh, Friday and Saturday, Saturday especially, I think I had a 14-hour day. Friday and Sunday were not quite as long, but long. Um, and it was really fun. I saw a whole bunch of people I had not seen before. There was somebody I used to do uh, judging with uh, named Kathy that I hadn't, I hadn't seen forever. Last I saw her, she had a 14-year-old son. Her son was with her. I think he was 40. Uh, that was amazing. Uh, Glenn Goddard, who was an organizer who I um, used to see a lot in the early days, uh, a good friend. I hadn't seen in ages. I saw him. I ran into just lots and lots of people that I hadn't seen in a long time. Um, and friends I had seen, but I just, it felt like everybody was there. It was really, in fact, there were people that I knew were there, friends that I knew were there that I never ran into. Um, so anyway, it was a really fun time, and I had, it was just, it was a blast. Um, and like I said, the outpouring of emotion from players really meant a lot to me. And it was, um, I don't know, the whole event was great. I know, I, I do want to say, did everything go perfectly? It did not. Um, we, didn't have enough, we didn't have enough space, I believe. And that led to a bunch of things. Uh, that there wasn't free play on the first day, or not, not enough free play. There wasn't, um, uh, there, the first day also didn't have, uh, 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 what do you call it, when you have events that start spontaneously. Um, they, they were able to do that on later days. Um, anyway, it was the first time we had done this. There were some organizational things. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that nothing went wrong or anything. There were definitely things. I think the team did a great job of figuring out the problems on day one and fixing them on day two and three. Um, and I think as we do more of these, we'll, you know, so... I don't want to, I'm not trying to convey that nothing went wrong. I'm not trying to convey there weren't things that could have been improved. Um, but overall, all the players I talked to had a really good time. You know, they seemed really excited and happy, and it was just a lot of fun. There's, there um, you know, neat merchandise to get. There was neat uh, opportunities to play. Anyway, it, it was a really fun event. Um, I'm almost to work, but I promised you a story if I, if I had time. So I'm going to tell you the story of the greatest show in the multiverse. So this is a funny story I told on the, the Infinity panel, so I will tell it now. Um, so a lot of people are like, why is this an artifact? So it's, it's a saga, but it's an artifact enchantment. Uh, and it's, a, it's an artifact for a very weird reason, and it is a set design story. I don't often lead set design, but I did this time. Uh, and so what happens is I made the card, uh, uh, Greatest Show in the Multiverse. It was called Choose Your Own Saga originally. Um, and I made it colorless because the whole idea was you could kind of craft your own uh, saga, which I thought was cool. You went and got... So we had, for those who don't know the card, you, you can go get uh, five instances of sorceries, all illustrated by the same artist. And then each turn for three turns, you randomly get one of the five. So the idea was that you got to sort of craft your saga, but you don't control exactly what happens. Um, anyway, um, we made a colorless... Dawn got art for it. It came back. It looked like the poster. In fact, the, 
the image on the back of the Infinity Shirt, or one of the Infinity Shirts. Uh, so it's it's the Meyer the Magnificence Intergalactic Astrotorium of Fun poster. Looks really cool. One day, I get a call from one of our production people, and they're like, uh, we don't have the right art for Greatest Show in the Multiverse. And I'm like, what do you mean? We don't have the right art. I'm like, I've seen the art. It's really good. I, I'd call it the right art. And I'm like, no, 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 the art ratio. Like, what are you talking about? So it turns out when you make a colorless card, whenever we make a colorless card, the art goes the full length of the card. So if you've ever looked at like an Eldrazi card, the uh, way we do colorless cards is the art, it's full frame. Now there's a colorless frame that goes on top of it, so you're looking through it, but it's the, the colorless cards fill up the entire frame. So in order to do a true colorless saga, if we follow the rules of how sagas are done, uh, it because the, the, the saga, uh, sorry, the colorless frame is see-through. So there was no way to make a colorless frame that looked like a colorless frame unless the art filled all the art box because it peeks through. But we had the art. We didn't have time to get new art. And the art ratio matched a normal saga art ratio. And so I went and said, well, what can we do? They're like, well, if you put colored mana in the mana cost, we can give it a colored frame and that'll solve the problem. I'm like, no, I really want a generic mana because I want you the ability to go get whatever spells you want. Um, so the only other answer we were able to come up with was if it was an artifact, we could give it an artifact frame. We could make an adaptive... I mean, we still would have to make a new frame, but we know what a saga frame looks like, so adapting is not hard. Um, so we'd have to make an, uh, an artifact saga frame, but that isn't see-through. And the artifact frame is the only thing we've ever done with a generic cost that wasn't see-through. So the only way to sort of make the artwork uh, with the existing art we had was to turn it into an artifact enchantment. Now, the, the card, the, the art represented a poster. I felt like, oh, okay, with a straight face, I guess we can call it an artifact. Um, you know, trying to imply that it's, it's both a poster of the event and representative, uh, and representative of the event itself. Um, but anyway, for people asking, why is uh, The Greatest Show in the Multiverse an artifact? The answer, art ratios which I'm, most people probably would not expect that answer. Um, anyway, I'm almost to work. Uh, I a little traffic this, a little extra. Um, it was... Uh, I'm glad today, by the way, I was starting to lose my voice at the very end. I luckily, with a little bit of rest, got my voice back. But uh, it was definitely um, quite the show. Uh, and I want uh, hats off to everybody who was... All the people that were organizing on our end. Um, there was a lot going on. It's the first time we've done something of this scope. Uh, it really was, uh, if you haven't, go look at pictures of the events if you can. Um, it was, it was really impressive. I've been to a lot of magic events and this was like, this was the true magic convention along the line of, of, you know, like a San Diego Comic-Con. I mean, not quite as big as San Diego Comic-Con, but it really, this really felt like the first magic convention. We've had Grand Prix and stuff before, but this sort of had an air a little bit beyond that. And I'm excited. There's another Magic 30 got announced in Philadelphia in February. Um, I do not know whether I'm going to that one yet or not. Um, but uh, it was it was quite the event. And so I'm, I, I had a great time. Like I said, I interacted with so many people. Um, there were 10,000 people at the event. And I'm not kidding, between signatures and pictures, I felt like there's a, a not insignificant chance I, I might've interacted with 2,000 people. So, like, I feel like 20% of the people there I interacted with. Um, it was, it's kind of funny. One of the weird things is I had this very quirky celebrity where most of the time, you know, I'm a normal person and 
No one bugs me at the supermarket when I'm trying to, you know, buy my food. Um, but there are places and times where, hey, people recognize me and I'm, you know, um, this event was the most sort of like a celebrity I've ever felt. I could not walk 10 feet. Um, you know, if I was just standing around for a second, I'd have eight people approach me. Um, and probably it made me get a sense of what actual celebrities like. I don't think I would like to have that every day of my life. I think I would, that would be problematic. But for a couple days, it was quite fun. And uh, I definitely had that rock star feeling. So it was for everybody who uh, came up to me. It was a pleasure meeting everybody. I was really happy to hear about all... All, all of you and talking about magic and it really it filled me up and made me feel great so thank you for all that for anybody who was unable to go to Magic 30 um, there will be other Magic 30s in other places uh, the next one is in um, Philadelphia so if you're able to go there maybe Las Vegas was far away for you but Philadelphia is closer um, one day try to go, to go to a Magic 30 event or a Magic I don't know what to call these right now we're calling them Magic 30 um, try to go to one they're a lot of fun uh, anyway guys I'm not at work, so uh, we all know what that means. It means it's the end of my drive to work. So instead of talking magic, it's time for me to be making magic. I had fun sharing with you Magic 30, but it's time for me to go make some magic. I'll see you soon.